Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good evening. Welcome to the Airways of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. And as you heard the, the Q&A and immediately you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913, And of course, uh, we go straight to Mufti who finds himself this evening in Rustenburg. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Yes, in the platinum capital, Marikana. So that's the place that you will recognize near Rustenburg. MashaAllah, the weather is excellent here. Very nice and warm here, MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. And in Cape Town, Mufti, this evening it's raining cats and dogs. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Well, we go into our questions, and of course, as I mentioned to you, you are more than welcome to SMS us your questions to the number 47913. First question, Mufti, is Salam Mufti and Muhammad Zain. Can Mufti please give advice on Maskavi dowry? And what happens if a boy can't afford the dowry and ask, uh, that was asked by the bride, Mufti? What do they do in such a situation? All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. According to the Shafi'i and Hanbali scholars, there is no minimum amount for mahar. So whatever the two parties agree on, for example, if the husband tells his wife that he will, you know, teach her a few verses of the Noble Quran, or he will, for example, clean her car and wash her car for one year, so all that will be fine and acceptable as well. But my advice to this particular husband will be, he must tell his wife, okay, I'll give you 1,000 rand or 2,000 rand or whatever, and it will be deferred payment. I will pay it to you as soon as I can afford it. So that is a sense of security for her as well, that is the wife. The Hanafis say nowadays minimum mahar is about 200 rand. So 200 is minimum, and anything above that is permissible. That is the Hanafi verdict. Shukran Mufti indeed. Uh, going on to our next question, it says, um, uh, Mufti, if I have a child who's now at the age of 18 and uh, it's a girl and she's really disobedient to both of us as parents, we've, we've tried everything. Is there to our, what can we do to get this child right, Mufti? Inshallah, what you do tonight before you sleep, it is Laylatul Jumu'ah. And uh, tomorrow morning, if you can wake up the Hajjud time, read Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse number 15, Surah chapter 46, verse 15, 1-5. Oh, Almighty Allah, bring about piety reform within my children. Inshallah, you as a father, mother, crying, begging Almighty Allah, your du'as will be accepted. Never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. And you, my children, brothers, sisters, remember, you must take the du'as of your parents. Tomorrow, when they know more, then you will realize what a big mistake you made in life. So never be disobedient and rebellious against your parents. Indeed, uh, talking about parents, I see our next question is exactly that, Mufti. Um, both my parents have passed on. What is the best gift I can possibly do for them, Mufti? 
Inna ahsan al-hadiyyati lahum The best gift you can give for your parents is al-istighfaru lahum The hadith in Bayhaqi The best gift a child can give his parents is make dua istighfar So daily, O son, O daughter, you read Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41 Rabbana khfilli, O beloved Allah, forgive me Wali walidiya, my beloved parents Walil mu'minina yawma yaqubul hisab And the believer the day the accountability is established. Surah 14, verse 41, read it abundantly. Give out charity, cash or kind, whether it be money or whether it be a snooky fish or whatever else it might be, and say, Ya Allah, this is on behalf of my beloved parents, and inshallah, Almighty Allah will forgive them, elevate their rank and status, and grant them genital firdos with His mercy. Next question, Mufti. Uh, I need advice desperately. My husband is drinking, sitting with his friends in my street. I talk to him a lot to stop. Uh, uh, I, I even sit on the Musla and I cry and I do whatever. It's stressing me out and I'm suffering from anxiety and depression. What else can I do, Mufti? Obviously, that there are natural symptoms when a husband is involved in bad company. There will be alcohol, there will be other things also. Allah alone knows. Therefore, the Quran Kareem calls it Ritsum min Amali Shaitan. It is a napak, impure, and it is haram, and it is the handiwork of Shaitan. First, you must abstain from it, so that you are successful. To you, my sister, my advice will be that contact one of your local imams or sheikhs and tell them to speak to your husband. And if your husband does not want to change, he's not prepared to change, then, sister, my sincere advice to you will be you should look at temporary separation. Tell him that you're going to your brother or your parents' place and he can do what he wants to. Once he sorts his life out, then you will come back. Why must you stay with the person who's involved in such immoral activities? Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Khamru Ummul Khabahith, Ummul Fawahish. It is the mother of all vices, all evil. So therefore, it is an impact on you. It's going to sleep with you. It's going to impact on your children. So you need to look at your options properly, sister. She's going to read the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, uh, remember you can send us your questions via the SMS line on the number 47913. Just type out your question uh, and SMS it to 47913. SMSs are charged at 150. Now, Mufti, sometimes I ruzzle me when I'm clean or, uh, or make myself clean. I'm still in my period time and then I make a salah and recite my Quran. Is it right? Or wrong of me to do this? If you are in your menses, in your period, then you can't be reading Salat or reading Quran and touching the Quran Sharif. What you can do is this that you take verses from the Noble Qur'an without touching the Noble Qur'an, and then you read those verses not with the intention of Tilawatul Qur'an and reciting the Qur'an, but with the intention of Dua. For example, you read, Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasanata wa qina nar, or before sleeping and so forth, you read Aytul Kursi, or you read the last three surahs for protection. So with the intention of Dua, and supplication in your menses in your period that will be acceptable and permissible but when you in your menses to read salat definitely haram to read quran sharif touching the quran that is unacceptable and not permissible
Now, Mufti, I want to ask, my husband has given me one talaq. Uh, I'm still in our house, but my mother-in-law moved in with us. He sleeps in one room and I sleep in the other room. But my mother-in-law intrudes all the time deliberately and spread lies and makes life unbearable for me during my Ida, Ida period. What can I do? My best advice to you, sister, you should try and beautify and adorn yourself because it's only one talaq that your husband gave. And even if you have to seduce him, then you can seduce him so that he makes ruju and he takes you back during the idda. And when the husband takes back his wife during the idda, you don't need tajdidun nikah, you don't need a fresh and a new nikah. Then you need to cement your relationship with your husband. Read Surah 25, verse 74. Read that attribute of Almighty Allah. Ya Allah, love comes from you. And then, inshallah, you tell your husband that, see, that his mother is just trying to cross, cause friction and trouble between the two of you. So, yes, I know you must tell him that she's the mother. But she, this is unacceptable. So you must try your level best that you win your husband back. And remember, during the Iddat period is the best time. So when your mother-in-law goes to the bathroom, toilet, or whatever, you alone with your husband, you go to him, look very smart, let him touch you, you touch him, everything, he'll take you back, and then as Allah's rech. Then for the future, he only possesses two talaks. Inshallah, shukran indeed. Mufti, next question. Does a wife's nafaka also include sexually satisfying your wife, Mufti? Yes, 100%. Remember, in Islam, when we speak of hukuk, certain hukuk are mushtaraka, certain things the husband must do and the wife must do. For example, love one another, respect one another, all that. Then there are certain hukuk upon the husband. He has to fulfill those rights. He has to provide the shelter. He has to provide the food, the clothing, all these things. Certain things the wife has to do, and that is she also has to stay at home as far as possible, and she should be the one to look after the children and so forth, more than the husband and so forth. Then we come to the conjugal rights and so forth. So yes, it is compulsory upon the husband. Minimum once in four months, he must fulfill the conjugal rights of his wife. So, husband, it is good once a week, twice a week. It depends how good you are, how good you know, quarterfinal, semifinal, final, all these type of things. <laughs> so that is ibadat also. And to make your wife staff, that is definitely un-Islamic and not permissible. So you husbands, maybe you busy somewhere else, we've got a spare wheel, a mistress, that's haram, remember. Yeah, you got halal, you go to your halal wife. Shukran indeed. Q&A on 91.3 FM. Your questions uh, to the SMS line number 47913. Now, Mufti, can one read Quran as a reward for your for the deceased? 100% permissible. We, the Ahalu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, accept it, whether it's the Hanafis, whether it's Shafis, whether it's Hanbalis, all of them, they accept it. If you want references of this, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, who was the celebrated student of Sheikh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, has written a book called Kitab al-Ruh on page 17, the book on the soul. So in that page 17, the Arabic version, so there's an incident, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal went to the cemetery, saw a person reading Surah Yasin, initially told him, don't read, and then it, uh, that person told him, I heard this hadith. He asked him, you heard the hadith yourself? He said, yes. He said, go and continue reading. 
In Abu Dawood, the Hadith Kitab is mentioned, Iqra Yaseen ala mawtakum, read Surah Yaseen on your deceased. Then you find in Allah Mandawawi's Kitab, Riyadu Salihid, Imam Shafi's verdict is mentioned there. So it's some Salafis only today. They got a problem. So if they got a problem, it's their problem. We, the Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah, allow it totally, is no problem with it. Shikha Mufti, now Mufti, how many times can a woman fasakh uh, the same husband in a marriage? Remember, talaq is something else and fasakh is something else. When the husband is in the wrong, he does not want to nafaka and maintain his wife, or he keeps on hitting her, abusing her, and so forth. Then the wife says, okay, give me talaq and divorce. He doesn't want to. Then that lady goes to, for example, the MJC or to ulama and the imam and say, I want fasakh. They investigate. They tell the husband is guilty and is still stubborn and obstinate. So they then override him and then they grant the fasakh. So for that fasakh, there's no maximum period because it is not considered as a talaq. So we need to draw that distinction. But remember, Fasakh will come when the husband is in the wrong and when he's stubborn and does not want to issue the talaq. Shikha Mufti, next question. It says, Salam, can a domestic worker work in your house because someone told me that your husband have to get married to her? So I'm going to hear what Mufti says because otherwise I've got to marry a Pamela at home as well, Mufti. Yeah, you <laughs> see, people must understand a lot of things. What they want to tell you is this. That when you employ a helper, a domestic, and so forth, so then she's a stranger in the house, so the husband must not be alone with her in any room and so forth, because you know Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, La yakhluwanna rajulun bimra'atin illa wa thalithuma shaitan. When there's a strange man, strange woman, then what will happen is the third party, shaitan, is authentic hadith in Mishkat and Mustad Ahmad. So there's nothing that you must marry her, but the thing is you have to control your gaze and your lust and everything. So that is what is meant there. So otherwise, with people calling us the Rainbow Nation, if everybody gets married, then this will buy a rainbow <laughs> coming out. Shikai, <laughs> indeed. This question, Mufti, uh, Mufti, it says, I'm in love with a man. I am married. We didn't do anything, uh, but I don't love my husband. Sister, let me be honest with you. All these are the waswasa and whisperings of shaitan. Quran Sharif is the kalam and direct speech of Almighty Allah. You, my dear sister, brother, listen to me carefully. Shay Quran Kareem teaches, You was sudur in nas, minal jinnati wan nas. There is the whisperings in the hearts of people, and this comes from the jinnat and from people. So he will tell you, Oh, you are so beautiful, you are so pretty, all that. Certain things he will tell you, maybe your husband is not telling you. So now you are infatuated with him. Second one, remember that your husband is halal for you, and this man here is haram for you. He might be married also. So what are you going to do? You're going to disturb his marriage, your marriage? Tell them, oh Mustafa, وسلم, the pure and the impure can never be equal. Although the abundance of impurity, it impresses you. You feel so nice. You know, poison fruit and haram fruit is always tasty, but the consequences are very bad. Who are you going to please, sister? Remember, if Allah forbid your marriage breaks, the shaitan's biggest aim is to cause a talaq separation between husband and wife. 
So whenever you think of that man, say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanur Rajeem, and sever all ties with him, no WhatsApp, no BBM, no messages, nothing, and then Allah will enhance your marriage, and you will lead a pure and chaste life. Inshallah. Shukran Mufti, on that note, we're going to break for the walk of Aisha, and we'll continue in approximately 12-13 minutes, inshallah. Delayed, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back uh, to Q&A on 91.3 FM. We're going to go straight into our questions. Of course, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain joining us once again on the line. And our first question for this round, Mufti, is Salaam. My sister was uh, a born Muslim, but she turned Christian. How must I treat her and can I communicate with her, Mufti? Allah forbid when a person embraces Islam and then becomes murtad and denounces Islam or the person is born Muslim and then they leave Islam. The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Man that people who leave Islam, then capital punishment is applicable. This is for male and female, according to the Shafi'is, Malikis, and Hanbalis. According to Hanafis, it is for the male. And for the female, it is imprisonment till they repent or till they die. That is only the Hanafi verdict. So what should you do? Go to a sheikh and imam and then speak to your sister or your family member, whoever has left Islam. And if they come back to Islam, alhamdulillah, if they don't come back into Islam, then you have to boycott her or them completely and totally and have nothing to do with them because this is worse than treason as far as Islam is concerned. Obviously, we cannot carry out capital punishment in our countries, but the minimum we can do is excommunicate them and boycott them totally. This question, Mufti, what do I do when a family member does not want to have any family relationships and yet this is a close family? In a case like that, the minimum you should do is when you see him or her, then make salam to them. And if they reply, alhamdulillah, if they don't reply, then three different times you make salam to them. And yet they snub you, then the sin will always be upon them. You should not sever ties with them. And When you cause mischief mayhem on this earth and you sever the family ties, those are the people, Almighty Allah's curses on them. Surah 47, verse number 22 and 23. So it shows it is a major, major sin. Now, Mufti, I have a Christian girlfriend and we decided on getting married, but she doesn't want to embrace Islam for me. I really want her to change and become a Muslim, Mufti. If she does not want to embrace Islam, then you cannot marry her. In this day and this age, for a Muslim male to marry a Christian lady or a Jewish lady is not permissible. And that is the fatwa Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, Hafidahullah, has given in his fatwa Mu'asara. Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib, the Grand Mufti of Pakistan, who passed away in 1976, he has given, so it shows that in this day and this age, if you want to marry her, she must embrace Islam. 
She's not prepared to, then you speak to all Allah and say, Ya Allah, I'm severing all ties with this lady, and Ya Allah, you give me someone better, because I don't want to get involved in haram. So in that way, brother, read two rakats Allah daily, read Surah 25, verse 74, Rabbana hablana and sever all ties with her, and then see what a beautiful princess all Allah will bless you with, inshallah. I mean, I mean. Now, Mufti, if a person is suspected of being inflicted by evil eye, what can be done about it? The best thing is a person is afflicted with evil eye, then you should read Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq, Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Nas abundantly, Qul Wallahu Ahad, Surah Ikhlas also, and read Ayatul Kursi, read the whole Surah Baqarah, and one important dua you, the person, should read is the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Nabi Ibrahim Alayhi Salatu Salam would read and recite this dua for his beloved two sons, Nabi Ismail Alayhi Salam, Nabi Ishaq Alayhi Salam. I, Habib Allah, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, read this dua for Hassanain, Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein, Radiallahu Anhuma, the dua is this, A'udhu bi kalimatillahi tammah, min kulli shaytanin wahammah, wa min kulli aynin lammah, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, one more time, A'udhu bi kalimatillahi tammah, Oh Allah, I seek your protection through the complete words. Min kulli shaitan in wahamma. From every shaitan, harmful, poisonous thing. Or min kulli ayn in lamma. Every evil eye. So do that and inshallah the effect will be mitigated and then <coughs> eliminated inshallah. Shukran indeed Mufti. Next question, it says... Uh, I have a problem down there as a gentleman, and he says, I have a problem down there. I've tried many things, but nothing help. Am I allowed to have oral sex with my wife in order to satisfy her? Remember, it will not be permissible, brother, because what you need to do is you need to go to the urologist, and maybe you need an operation down there. And secondly, that the doctor will tell you what is wrong and so forth. Don't look for a short-term solution, and that's not permissible. So that will not satisfy your wife. You have to do things the conventional, normal way. Another issue is that you should be making dua as well. And third thing is that I'm sure many people came for Umrah, they going for Hajj, take Zamzam water and make dua. Drink the Zamzam water. Ya Allah, the problem I got downstairs. Ya Allah, remove it. And inshallah, whatever intention you drink Zamzam water with, ma u Zamzam alima shuribalahu, whatever intention you drink Zamzam water with, inshallah, it will be effective with authentic hadith and Ibn Majah. Shikan indeed, Mufti. What can I do to improve my spirituality? Sometimes I'm very distracted by issues. What you need to do is practice what the Quran Kareem states. Ya yuwaladina amanu taqullah wa kuno maaswadikid. You know, in Cape Town, sometimes it's very cold, so you go to the fireplace, you go to the heater. Sometimes it's very hot, then you go nearer to the air conditioner, the fan. So go nearer and nearer to the pious people, and in that way, inshallah, tabligh jamaat, or some sheikh, or some imam, whoever you feel comfortable with, and then that piety will rub off onto you, inshallah. 
Remember, you must be careful of bogus people as well. Some people put on the garb of piety, but their intentions are evil. So you must be very careful of that as well. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next question, this is, alaikum. Can a dowry be requested in the form of a Sharia-compliant investment, that is, for example, 50 rand per month, as long as you are married, or for a sp- specified term, say, for example, for 20 years every month? Also, can it be specified that the investment be increased yearly, for example, by 5% every year? Anyway, there are two separate issues. One is from the Mahar perspective, that is that acceptable? Yes, it's acceptable according to the Shafi'is, whatever they agree on. So that will be fine and acceptable. But whether that is really a Sharia investment or not, I personally have a lot of reservations. Some other ulama, they say it is permissible. But remember, they are being paid by this bank. So that already is a conflict of interest, in my opinion. But nevertheless, from a fatwa point of view, yes, if you both agree, you want that to be your mahar, so that will be acceptable. Shukam Mufti, final question. I think it comes from a very angry wife because it's uh, sent in capital letters. It says, can a man with two wives still jewel with another woman? Mufti knows what is jewel, eh? We can't jewel and jewel with another woman and when you've got one wife or no wife. No, he hit me and no will be in a spiel. So he's a khafal like an So anyway, you must be angry. Best thing, you know, the other day they asked me a question on Channel Islam Monday night and they said this brother wants to go with both wives for Hajj. So I told him, brother, when you go for Hajj with both wives, you better book two rooms. If you're going to book one room, they won't tell the shaitan, they're going to pelt you. <laughs> so I think the best thing, you two wives get together and donor them away. Then he will come right. You understand? <laughs> if you don't listen, then both of you go to the MJC and then, inshallah, that you go for fasakh and you go for temporary separation. Obviously, brother, what you are doing is haram. You can't be jolting around and smooching around and think that as women are just somebody, they are your wives. And Quran, Kareem states, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 19, Treat your wives with love, with respect, with justice, and remember the sacrifice they made. They left their parents, they left their siblings, all that they did to spend the remainder of your life, their life with you, and now you leave them and go do some haram. So, brother, you need to apologize to them and then sort out things and make toba and <coughs> sever ties with all the haram ladies. Shukran indeed, Mufti. That's unfortunately all the time that we have for questions. There's many other questions, that, uh, but inshallah, that will stand over for next week, Thursday, inshallah. We've got just about three minutes uh, left for some beautiful nasiha from you, Mufti. Inshallah, three minutes, three issues to the esteemed listeners of the Voice of the Cape, Saturday night, this Saturday night. Don't worry only, don't leave it to the mancakers only. All of us should scan the sky wherever we are, in Cape Town, in Western Province, Eastern Province, South Africa, wherever. And in that way there we scan the sky, inshallah, 25 hour moon. So we see the moon, that will usher in the month of Zulqa'ada. And you say, Allahu Akbar, Hilal Khairin wa Rushdin. These words, Hilal Khairin wa Rushdin, Amen.
mention in Abu Dawood, Oh, Almighty Allah, make this month of Zulqada a month of khair and goodness, warushdin and righteousness. And inshallah, if Saturday night is, if the crescent, the new moon is sighted, then Sunday is the first of Zulqada. Then we will be agreeing and concurring with Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara, Masjid Al-Aqsa. Everywhere Sunday will be the first of Zulqada, inshallah. So make that effort. Don't leave it only to mankakers. We all must do this, inshallah. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, when the Islamic lunar month would start, he would exert himself more and more. Tomorrow, I believe, the first planes are leaving from South Africa for Hajj Baitullah. Oh, brother, oh, sister, this is a journey of love. So when we go, let us purify our intention. Let us have the utmost respect for these honorable places before we depart, read two rakat salat, give out some charity, one rand, five rand, ten rand, and say, Ya Allah, I'm coming. We want to be to you for Rahman. We want to be to you for Nabi al-Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, you make us your, your guest. Ya Allah, make us the guest of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So go with that feeling of love, zeal, enthusiasm, and daily read the dua, surah 2, verse 128, wa arina manasikana Inna kanta tawabu rahim Surah 2 verse 128 And finally I'm sure all of you are aware That things are getting very very difficult For our brothers, sisters in Gaza, in Palestine In so many other countries in the world Oh Ummah, tonight at least read two rakat salat We live in comfort zone Never mind we've got load shedding, all that Compare ourselves with them So we will see we are in the lap of luxury Don't become oblivious of the plight of the Ummah. Ya Allah, have mercy on this Ummah of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi To you, my brother Muhammad Zain, Barakallahu Feek, the entire team, all the listenership. Shukran Jazeelan. Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Shukran once again, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Allah protect and guide you and we'll speak to you again next week, Thursday. Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Well, that then concludes Q&A this evening on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Shukran for all your questions. As I said, time very limited between 7 and 8. And, of course, we have the work of Aisha, which is the most important thing in that hour. So we have to, um, so very little time. But, inshallah, the questions that was left uh, over, we will tackle those ones next week, inshallah. For now, what we're going to do is uh, I need to greet. And then, of course, we'll bring you the ads and sponsors. And, of course, uh, this evening, we, as always, Always we go outside of the studios of the Voice of the Cape. Uh, I think it's to New Woodlands this evening and bring you the live Dhikr broadcast from myself, Muhammad Zain Machit. Until the next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.